0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, we're talking about how to be better at managing your money. It's like the most seemingly simple and straightforward thing, but it's something that so many people struggle with. So in this episode, I'm going to share my three top tips to become better at managing your money. Now, when we're thinking about money management, it literally is just deciding where you want your money to go. It's saying this is the money that I make from my job, from my business, from, you know, for a salary and income, whatever that looks like. And then I'm picking where it goes. Where people fall down is the not knowing what's going on with their money. The assuming that their money is just going to sort itself out. And there are three really important things that you should be doing to be better managing your money, basically. Now, I have been managing my own money from like the age of 18. I'm now 30. That's 12 years. I've made some big wins, but I've also made some big fuck-ups. There's some things that I know work really well for me, and there are some things that I know that don't work so well for me. So, I'm gonna... Let's just get into the three top tips, shall we? Let's go. So, number one is have a separate spending account. Literally, have an account for your bills and your income, and then a separate account for your daily spending. So the reason why we need this and the reason why I think this can be so helpful is because if you have everything coming in and going out of one account, it's really hard to stay on top of it. It's really hard to like track what's going on, make sure that you're on budget, track your process, et cetera. So if we think about it, let's say you have bills, let's say you get paid at the end of the month and you have bills that come out on the 1st and the 10th and the 21st and they don't all come out on one day they come out throughout the month and you haven't created a budget but you're just doing your normal spending with your normal with your one like debit card and you're like tap 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 in and you're buying coffees and you're buying cocktails and you're doing all of these things and then it gets to like the 21st and you've got your rent coming out and the rent you know your rent's like 700 pounds but you've only got 400 in there and you're like How the fuck did that happen? It's so easy to spend money if it's just sat there and if you're not being mindful and if you don't have a process. By having a separate spending account, you can literally, you don't have to worry about accidentally spending money that's for bills and fixed expenses. So the way that you would do this is create a budget. So create a spending plan. I've got a freebie um, that you can download. It'll be in the show notes and just work out how much money do I have coming in for the month? Now, obviously, if you're a nine to fiver and you have a set salary, that's a lot easier. But if you're a freelance contractor, self-employed, etc., then, you know, you're going to have to make, take a sort of guesstimate of when you think that money's coming in, how much you think you're going to get. Then you want to write down what all of your fixed expenses and all of your bills are. So like, what is it that has to go out? this, so you then do your income minus those fixed expenses. And then that is going to leave you with like, what is left over to save, invest and spend. So fixed expenses are going to be things like your rent, your TV license, your internet, your phone bill, all of the things that you, you know, financial commitments that you have made that have to come out at a certain amount on a certain date. They're the things that you know, regardless are coming out of your account. The rest of it is essentially your like discretionary daily outgoings, your normal spending. And this can go up and down. Like there's no really fixed amount. Like you could set yourself a budget and say, I would only like to spend £100 on groceries this month, but it's still down to you to make sure that happens. It's still down to you to walk into Sainsbury's or Tesco or wherever you go and spend within that budget. So that's like your daily spending. So if you, when you sit down and work out, okay, I've got my income minus my bills and fixed expenses, what is left over? Let's just say for argument's sake, you had like £600 left over. You could then go, okay, well, I would like to save £300 of that and spend £300 of that, spend it on, you know, groceries and travel and socialising, etc. All of the other things that you need to spend money on. I'm going to move on payday or when I have my money day at the end of the start of the month, I'm going to move that money from my bills account. Onto my spending card. I love to use like Monzo, Starling, those kind of banks. I think they can be really amazing because they've got really good features. You can get an app on your phone. Um, I'm going to move that money over onto this spending account. And then throughout the month, as I spend my money, I will only spend on that card. So you don't take out your normal debit card. You take out your spending card. Now, obviously, this is just another current account. But call it your spending account so that you know that that money is for your spending. Now, what that does, let's just say you had this £300 for the month and you were spend, 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 and then you get halfway through the month. You realize you've only got 50 quid left. You can see if you're going over or under or like you can, you know that that money is just for spending. So it's a lot easier for your brain to manage that money. It's going to help you not overspend as much. It's going to help you not dip into your savings. It's going to help you to not spend your bills money. It's a win, win, win in my opinion. That was a little rhyme for you all. Um, Number two is pay yourself first. Now imagine this, right? You were put on earth to experience life as a human, to feel, to have joy, to feel all the feels. And yet you're having to work day in, day out, potentially for someone else to make enough of this thing called money simply to be able to live and to be able to survive. That is capitalism, baby. So the definition of capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit. But the key thing here is everything costs money. Things cost money. And we need to have a roof over our heads. We need to eat food. We need money to have electricity and heating and the internet and the internet, right? And you show up to work every single day, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for a boss, whether it's for yourself or whether you work for yourself and your boss technically is like your clients, right? If you're a nine-to-fiver and you work for a boss, now you show up to work every single day whether that is for someone else like a boss or whether you work for someone else like a client Either way, they are paying you money to do a job. You have to use them or have them to get money. If you are a nine-to-fiver, right, you work for someone, you work for a boss, you work for a business owner, you work for a CEO, their company is paying you. Regardless of what you do, you get your salary at the end of the month, the end of the week, etc. But if you're self-employed or you're a business owner, you may not have a boss and you might technically be your own boss, but technically you have clients. They're the ones paying you money. You're offering a service, you're offering a product. But Either way, you have to show up and work and make money, right? Why would you do this day in, day out to not put any money aside for yourself for all of that hard work? And instead, we spend money. We get this momentary, in the moment, instant gratification, great, but then that goes. And we then have to go back to work and spend hours working to redo the whole thing again, right? We have to go... This is what capitalism is. So you've got people at the top of the food chain, people at the bottom of the food chain, the people at the bottom of the food chain, the manual labors, the workers, the ones that have to work to survive, the ones that have to have a job because they don't have passive income. They don't already, you know, have wealth that's built up. Um, you are sold the idea that there is something wrong with you Or that you need to spend money to be happy. You need the latest garment. Garments? Is that even a word? You need the latest gadgets. That's what I was trying to say. You need the latest stuff. You need the latest this. Or you're not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. You don't have good enough skin. Whatever it is, you're constantly being told that you're not enough as you are. So you go out and you spend your money. You go out and you buy new things. You buy the latest stuff. You whatever. And you convince yourself that that's more important in the moment than saving money and building up money for the future, right? But what that does is that keeps you going back to work because you need more money to fulfill those needs, to pay your bills, and the process repeats itself. That is basically what living paycheck to paycheck is. Now, over time, you want to break out of that cycle and you do that by paying yourself first. And this is a really important part of money management. So essentially on payday or when you have your money day or whatever that looks like, sit down. And as I just explained about having like what's your income, what's your bills, how much do you have left over? You have two choices, right? You could move all of that money to a spending account and have nothing left over to save or invest. And that is going to keep you stuck in this cycle of living paycheck to paycheck, or you take some of that money and you pay yourself first. You pay your future self. You put money aside for something you have worked hard for and you build up that money so that you can get to a point where you are not beholden to a job. You are not beholden to a boss. It's not to say you have to have millions in the bank, but it's enough to have in the bank. that If you show up to work one day and your boss is an arsehole, you can go, do you know what? Fuck you. I'm leaving. i got enough in the bank. Or if some emergency happens, or if your health takes a downturn, or if you just, you know, whatever you want to take some time off, then you can but you can only do that by taking a portion of your money every single month and saving and investing it. That is how you build wealth. That is how you grow your money. And it's so important. I did this when I was saving for uh, drama school, which obviously I then spent traveling, but I did this. I would pay myself first. I would put as much as I could away. And I, boy, did that help. Why did that help? Because when I then came to this ch- choice and decision between drama school and traveling, I don't have to choose because I had the money there. Quit my job. I was like, peace out, bitches. Got on a plane to Australia. I didn't have to work for like basically six or seven months until I ran for all that money and I worked a little bit in Melbourne at the end. Um, but it's, it's powerful stuff. It's very empowering. And number three is... Practice mindful spending. Really understand what your spending triggers are. What is it that triggers you to impulse spend and overspend and spend on things that you can't technically afford or don't really want to? I think we've all been there where something happens, we're out about in the, you know, the daytime and then you come home and then suddenly you're like, how the hell do I have a bag full of shopping? How am I a hundred pounds down? Because you were on autopilot and your subconscious programming took over and it was like, bitch, let me take control. Now, we are only human. We all have emotions and feelings and beliefs and all of this impacts our money management. So don't like beat yourself up for how you have been or how you are right now, but just know that it can change. So once you first of all have an understanding of why you're spending or what's going on with your spending or what's triggering you. So the first part is awareness. You've got to get really honest with yourself. You've got to get that clarity. Then you can make a plan off the back of that and you can practice mindful spending. So that basically means when you experience that feeling, let's just say you figured out that you feel when you feel really sad, you're more likely to spend, right? In that moment, when you start to feel sad, full well knowing logically oh this is what's going to lead me to overspending and to, to impulse spending you can ask yourself what else can I do right now to change how I feel what is going to make me feel better? That doesn't involve just me mindlessly spending money. That's part of practicing mindful spending, really tapping into your body, really understanding what's going on and noticing the signs of when that thing's coming up. Now, sometimes there's not necessarily an emo- like a, an emotional trigger, that's sadness or stress or boredom. It might just be like a general feeling in your life. It might just be habit. You might have a belief. So sometimes we're, um, we are, we overspend and we impulse spend because we're trying to change how we Feel emotionally. This could be something that's happened in the moment. For example, your boss has pissed you off, but it could be a bigger overarching problem that you just don't love yourself, or that you don't feel worthy, or you don't feel worthy of holding on to money. That's still an emotion, and that belief is still going to drive your behavior. So you want to understand your emotional triggers, but you also want to understand what your money beliefs are and how you view saving, spending, etc., and work on improving your relationship with money. Now, something that can be really useful for this is practicing um, the awareness through visualization. So for example, let's just say, well, let's go back to the example that you spend when you're sad. Instead of relying on that moment, uh, relying on yourself in that moment to like stop, breathe through it, figure out what else you could do, visualize yourself doing that. So sit down and do a visualization, breathe calmly, get yourself into like a relaxed state. Imagine yourself having a bad day or something happening, feeling sad. Then imagining that. Uh, you're about to go and spend money. Maybe you imagine yourself walking into a shop if you're really bad at like shopping, clothes shopping, or maybe you imagine yourself sat on your laptop or scrolling on your phone and you've gone to the car. In that visualization, stop yourself, check in with your body, and then imagine yourself making a different choice to spending money. Imagine yourself picking up the phone and calling a friend. Imagine yourself running a bath. Imagine yourself doing some painting. Train your brain how it feels to act differently in that moment before it happens. So, when it does happen, you've already taught your brain how to do it. It's so powerful. And you can do visualization in so many ways. Doesn't mean that you're going to attract being sad because you're not sitting down with the intention to get sad. You're utilizing it to train your brain what to do. Now, athletes do this when they are training for a game. So, for example, like Serena Williams, she will imagine herself winning the game, getting all the shots right. But what she will also imagine is something going wrong and how she will handle that. And she teaches her body and her brain how it feels and how she's going to react. And then over time, it will just become subconscious. It's very powerful stuff. So those are three of my top tips to help you get better at managing money. Hope you found them useful. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you all next week.